0: Good morning, friends. I'm so glad that you're joining us online at Northgate. We're in a series this summer called Parables. Parables were small stories that Jesus told as a way of relating his truth to everyday life. It's how he helped others listening back then. And now for us, as we're reading the scriptures to understand deep theological ideas by creating a word picture or story to go around these truths. I chose a story today that is out of the gospel of Luke, usually known As the great feast or the great banquet. If you have your Bibles or if you want to open up the Northgate app and look at the online Bible, we'll be reading out of Luke 14, verses 15 through 24. Growing up, do you ever remember a Thanksgiving or Christmas, or maybe just a large family get together where you had a meal, but you and the other young kids were at the kids' table? You know the one I mean if you were ever at it. For me, it was usually grandma's old fold-up card table with a few folded chairs around it. And I had to go to the main table where they had ham, turkey, mashed potatoes, jam and rolls, and so much more. And my parents would help me fill up my plate, and then I would head back to the kids' table. Close, but not at the main table. And as I looked over at the main table, they looked like they were having so much fun. With all that food, as much as they wanted, just right there in front of them. And I thought, I can't wait till I'm older and I get to experience the big table. In this story, a master is throwing a great banquet. Where everyone who was invited was coming to the big kids table. And there was going to be a great feast. Joy and laughter would soon fill up the home. This is the story of God inviting everyone in, all types of people in to the banquet of joy and peace that comes with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone is being being invited to this life-changing table, if you will, and everyone is welcome the same, regardless of your initial beliefs, skin tone, voting preference, and more. Everybody is always welcome at the table of Jesus. And let me just say one thing about this. I will be stating often in this message that everyone is always welcome at the table of Jesus Christ we're welcome to the banquet of a life-changing relationship with Christ, regardless of who you are or where you're from. But because we're in a time of reconciliation and exposure to the harsh realities of racism, you might hear me say this and think that I am referring to the movement, not the organization of, but the movement of saying and acting on the message of Black Lives Matter. You need to hear this from me. I am not referencing this movement in this message. What I mean to relay in this message is that regardless of your past or your present or even your future, Jesus wants a relationship with you today. He wants a relationship with you tomorrow, and he wants one for eternity. But as one of your pastors, I want you to know that we believe, and I personally believe, that black lives do matter. And some will say to that, well, all lives matter. And hear me, that is true. All lives do matter to God. But right now, our black sisters and brothers are crying out for justice, and it cannot be ignored. It's like this. Sticking to the uh, parable ideas, I want you to imagine that you're on a street where there are six houses, and one of them is on fire. Would you take out your hose and begin to equally wet down each house? Or would you rush to the house that's on fire and focus your attention, your energy, and your help to that house that's on fire, you would. And that's what people mean, especially my friends of color, when they say that black lives matter, they do. We have a problem with racism in this country. It's real, it's ugly. And as followers of Jesus Christ, it demands our attention, our care, our empathy and our action. Pastor Larry hosted a conversation with one of our board members that specifically addresses the issue of racism in this country and in the church. And if you didn't see that, please go to our website or social media pages and participate in the education and conversation. We have been praying as a church for justice and peace in this time. We cannot ignore this moment as we all have something to learn in this process of opening our hearts and exposing truth within us that we might not be comfortable with. We believe that as a staff, and I personally believe that as well. So as I tell this story, I want you to not get confused when I say everyone is always welcome at the table. I do mean everyone. And I really want you to know what I am talking about in terms of Black Lives Matter and why I care so deeply. Make sense? I want to be critically clear on what we believe here and what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm sure you just yelled a loud amen from wherever you're watching this. We can continue, yeah? There's a lot of work to do in this, but for now, we're going back to the parable. So back when Jesus was telling this story, it would be common for the person throwing the feast to get an RSVP of sorts from those invited. When the feast was ready, they would send out someone to get those who had been invited and let them know it's time for the party. Jesus was at this time sitting at the table of a prominent person, enjoying such a meal when people began to posture or puff up, make themselves look better than someone else. And Jesus told a parable about the kingdom of God. So he explains what real humility is through a parable. And after he does, someone thinks they might say a wise thing and says this right here. Let's look at the passage starting in verse 15. It says, When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Let's look at all the different aspects of this story. You have a master, in which, in this case, is actually, well, God. You have a great feast, which is symbolic not only of heaven, but heaven on earth. And we'll get into that in a moment. There is the servant who does whatever the master asks and then you have three types of people who respond to the banquet invitation. There are those who were originally invited to the banquet, but had an excuse. There's the herding. And then you have those on the outskirts of town. So let's go through each piece quickly and see what we can learn. Let's start with the master. The master is God. God extends an invitation to you and I. He asks us to have a relationship with him. The creator of all things knows your name, knows my name, and invites us to know him. Responding to that invitation is powerful. I watched a two-part documentary on Netflix about Garth Brooks. Now, for me, Garth Brooks is a big deal. I remember when I was young watching him on an NBC special, and he flew out over the crowd by jumping on a rope with his head mic on and his Takamini guitar, and I thought, I want to do that. He's my initial inspiration for picking up the guitar, honestly. But he wasn't always so popular. He was rejected seven times by seven different recording labels until one night, as he was at a small club where songwriters would debut their music, he was supposed to be the 11th of 12 singers. So he sat in the audience waiting his turn, and whoever was supposed to go second in the lineup hadn't shown up yet. So the promoter asked Garth if he would go second instead of last. Garth accepted the invitation, and what he didn't know at the time was that there were record executives in the audience who had actually come to hear this guy who was supposed to go second but had not shown up yet. After he finished playing his song the next day, actually, he was invited into Capitol Records and signed that day to a recording contract. Can you imagine what would have happened if Garth refused the invitation to go second? Uh, you see, man... My guitar is kind of out of tune. I don't like tune up my guitar or "Mm, mm, 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 gotta got to fix my voice. No, he immediately accepted the invitation and his life changed the very next moment. God, the master, is extending to you an invitation to be in a life-changing relationship, to experience heaven, heaven on earth even, to experience the great banquet feast today. Whether you've had a relationship with God for years and years, or even if you're tuning in today because you're curious, the invitation is the same. We're all just, and say it with me, people in process here at Northgate. None of us has this figured out. And the invitation is the same for everyone. So what do I mean about the feast being heaven or even heaven at earth? At Northgate, we say it all the time, that there's nothing so broken that God cannot mend it. Nothing so lost that God cannot find it. And nothing so dead that God cannot resurrect it. In Revelation 21.5 it says, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, it's kind of my favorite, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. You want to know real peace? Explore a relationship with Jesus. Learn his wisdom and put your trust in him. You want to know real transformation in your life, where your family is transformed, your city, your country, and this world is truly different? Accept the invitation of the Master. God, who knows your name, says that all are welcome at the table today. You cannot outrun it, you cannot overextend His grace, and you cannot earn it by being good. The feast or the relationship is really life-changing. But there are some who hear this invitation, an invitation to the feast. And if you're like me, sometimes I ignore it. Sometimes, just like those in the parable, I'm too busy to respond to the invitation. Or, what's even more dangerous than just ignoring it, I don't realize the need to accept the invitation because I don't perceive a real need for Jesus. My physical and emotional needs are met. I bought something like the person in the story, and it's taking up my time. Or the oxen, my job is super important to me, so it squeezes out family or church or the ability to attend because of all the work that I have to do. Or like the person who just might be married, maybe relationships are filling all the needs, and I don't sense a need for a relationship with Jesus. Even if we don't say these things out loud, they're excuses. I can't read the Bible because I'm too busy, but I have plenty of time for Facebook and funny memes. When I moved to the Bay Area eight years ago, many told me, Jesse, ministry is really hard in the Bay. Why? Because where there is affluence or wealth, people have provided for their own needs, and most often, they can pay for anything they want to fulfill their needs. But if this is true, Then why in America were there 1.4 million attempted suicides in 2017 alone, with the number only climbing since? And in 2019, it was the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. In 2019, there were close to 800,000 divorces in America. We must accept the invitation to life transformation, because if we don't, and we're not at the feast, then how in the world will we be getting it right for ourselves and those around us? Fulfilling our own needs isn't working, and the data shows it. So first, we must recognize the need for transformation and accept the invitation of the master. Next, the servant went to the lame, blind, the hurting, and he invited them in. And they came immediately. The scriptures say they all came, but there was still room at the table. Why would they accept the invitation so fast? Did they even know this guy was inviting them? It doesn't matter to the story, really. What's important was that they knew they had a need. They were hurting in some way. On staff here, we believe, we have a belief in leading with what we call a limp. There are no perfect people. And if any of us on staff pretend to be perfect or complete all the time, honestly, we care enough about each other to ask better questions and learn what's really going on. No one is perfect unless you're Jesus. I often tell new staff, you've come to work at a hospital, not a health spa. So if people or staff or anyone here acts poorly, understand we are all just broken people, but we cannot stay in our broken nature. We got the invite to the feast and we are getting there as fast as we can. Last, the master tells the servant to go out into the country lanes and roads and invite everyone they can. Those staying on the outskirts of the city, not sure if it's safe enough to go in, invite those who are traveling from far Anyone who needs the invitation, which is everyone, remember everyone is always welcome at the table. When the coronavirus caused the immediate shutdown of church services, we made a quick pivot to doing church exclusively online. The church audience has grown, and we are seeing people log in from Malaysia, Africa, Mexico, and all across the United States, and right now, we are seeing people make first-time decisions to begin a life-changing relationship with Jesus, and collectively, all of us, we could have just shut the door and said, we're going to wait this thing out and see what happens. But you didn't. You're part of this church, and you're watching today, and you invite your friends and your neighbors into your home, creating small groups as you live out the values through Northgate and as you extend the invitation to others. I honestly believe the church is possibly more alive today than maybe ever before. The key to this story is to put yourself in the place of each of the main characters that you can. And while God takes the spot of master at all times, and the master provides the feast, we're either the servant extending the invitation to everyone always to come to the feast, or we're the ones with all the excuses, fulfilling our own needs with things, and people, and forgetting our need for a real relationship with God. Or maybe you've got a limp, and you think that that limp keeps you out of that feast. Or maybe you think you're too far from God, and therefore ineligible to be invited into life transformation. I'm telling you today, listen friends, that everyone is always welcome at the table of Jesus Christ. Always, no matter what. And you may ask, but what about all the people with the excuses? The story says that the master proclaims, I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Sounds like some people are maybe not welcome, yeah? No, no. Every minute, every hour, every day for your entire life, you and I get to make a choice. Accept the invitation into a life-changing relationship with Christ or exclude yourself from that blessing. God, the master is not excluding you or me. The feast is there. We do it to ourselves. And if we truly want to see our homes, our communities, and worlds transformed by the love of Jesus, then we must at all costs Put ourselves into the place of the servant and do what the master asks. Tell everyone, tell anyone, tell them about a relationship that can change their lives and the lives of those around them. And don't stop with our friends. Go to the outskirts of town. Go into the world and let as many people know as possible that Jesus has invited them to a great feast. And their presence is requested. Be the servant.